today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. All should be like-minded, have the common goal. And in the church, in the body of Christ, we should come together and be like-minded. We should come together and should have that same goal. And what is that goal? It's to tell people about Jesus Christ. It's to preach the kingdom of God. There's a problem that happens, though. And oftentimes it's called what? Pride. It's no longer teamwork. It's me work. What happens to an orchestra without a conductor? The musicians can't all hear or see each other and they lose their way. Just as an orchestra needs someone who can see everything and guide their way, a church needs to be unified under the Creator so they can work harmoniously for His good. Let's join Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 5, verse 1, with part one of his message entitled, In the Game or Out of the Game. We looked at the fourth judge in Israel because right now, during this time, there was no uh, specific leader in Israel. Joshua had passed away, right? Moses is dead. Joshua is now dead. Now Israel has no distinctive leader. And so we looked at the fourth judge in Israel, and that was Deborah. Do you guys remember our study of Deborah? And Israel at this state, you guys, in this time, they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. It's an ongoing theme in the book of Judges. A judge raises up, Israel turns back to the Lord, but when that judge dies, they do what? They do evil in the sight of the Lord. And so last time we met, Deborah was the one who God chose to judge Israel. Now during this time, Israel was under the captivity of the Canaanites, the Canaanites under the reign of King Jabin. Now, King Jabin had a a great and marvelous army, you guys. He had over 900 chariots, chariots of iron, the Bible says, and he had a commander of his army. His name was Sisera. Sisera was the commander of Jabin's army, and they tag-teamed against Israel and oppressed them for 20 years. 20 years the Canaanites had oppressed, harshly oppressed, the Israelites. Now, more background into who Deborah was. In chapter 4, Deborah is known as a prophetess. Uh, She was a prophetess, and the children of Israel would come to her for discernment. They would come to her for her to judge, and she would judge. And then later on in chapter 4, Deborah called Barak and said to him, hey, we need you to go and fight against Jabin's army. And do you remember what Barak said to her? Those who were here, he says, I'm not going unless you're going. I'm not going to go unless you go. And so Deborah agreed to go with him, but she said, hey, you're not going to get the glory. The glory God is going to give to a woman. And that woman, as we learned through chapter 4, was a woman named J.L. And so uh, the Israelites go, the Lord wins the battle against Sisera and the army, and then J.L., as I mentioned, she gets the honor, because what did she do? What was her part in this whole thing? Well, she invited Sisera as he was coming and fleeing from Barak's army, the Israelites' army. She says, hey, come into this tent. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out. I'm going to be fine. And he's like, can I have some water? And she's like, hey, how about some milk? 
All right, milk, all right. So he, he takes the milk, he lies down, and she covers him up, and then, bam, a tent peg in his temple. Crazy, but awesome. That is awesome. And like I said, the Bible does not lack action, does it? Pretty awesome. And so tonight, guys, in chapter 5, we will see the song of Deborah. Deborah and Barak sang it together. So at this time, since it's a song, I'm going to have the worship team come back up and sing it, right? Are you guys good with that? What? It's a song, you guys. Okay, so we're going to read it. So we're going to dive into the song and see uh, the heart of God. So let's look at verses 1 through 3. And in this section of chapter 5, I titled it Teamwork. So chapter 5, verse 1 of Judges. Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinom, sang on that day, saying, When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. These guys were rejoicing because of the victory that God had given them, right? God had supplied and did a wonderful work. And so Deborah starts out with a song of what? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. And she mentions in verse 2, she says, you know, blessed is the Lord. Bless the Lord. Because when leaders lead in Israel and when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. Guys, Deborah, this is awesome. Deborah recognized that this victory was a team victory. You see, the leaders who willingly led, they were faithful in leading and then you had the, the servants of Israel who were willingly to follow the leader and to do as they were saying and directing. And they came together and God delivered the Canaanite army into their hands. It was a team effort. Now, my kids at one time, they're, they're growing up now out of that stage, but they used to watch a show called Wonder Pets. Anybody familiar with Wonder Pets? Okay. There's a little hamster, there's a little duck, and there's a little turtle, right? This is terrible that I get my examples from kids' shows, but there's these three little animals, and they're sent out on these little mission trips, rescue trips of other animals that are getting in trouble. And so they get together, they go out in their little boat that they make, and they fly over to wherever they're at, and they say before they get to work, they go, what kind of work? Teamwork. What kind of work? Teamwork. And so they, they worked together, and they would repeat this little goofy song, but they would work together so that they could defeat the problem the other animal had it at that time. And so here we see in God's word that Deborah was very thankful that it was a team effort, that it was teamwork. They came together. Another example of teamwork is a choir and a director. We don't have a choir, uh, but a director, right, is up there directing, you know? And then the choir is doing what? Singing? Okay, so if there was no director, how do you think the choir is going to go? Who's leading here, you know? Same thing. If there's just the director there and no choir, you're just looking at a wall, Teamwork. 
teamwork, right? Or how about even a band, right? Uh, you have the band director, and then you have the band people, band members, I guess, right? I was never in band, so there you go. Or even a conductor in a symphony. You need a conductor to have a symphony. You need musicians to have a symphony as well, right? They go hand in hand. Okay, so teamwork. Teamwork is best. And so Deborah praises God uh, for the leaders and the servants working together uh, for the victory of the Lord. So again, it applies to you and I in ministry as well. And you're like thinking, well, how? Well, you have leaders and then you have helpers, right? Uh, But all should be like-minded, have the common goal. And in the church, in the the body of Christ, we should come together and be like-minded, We should come together and should have that same goal. And what is that goal? It's to tell people about Jesus Christ. It's to preach the kingdom of God. There's a problem that happens, though. And oftentimes it's called what? Pride. It's no longer teamwork. It's me work. It's me work. Not teamwork. It's me work. I work, right? But the thing is, you guys, that we need to remember especially if we're servants of the Lord, is that it's not about you or I, it's about Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus and his work. See, Paul stated to the church in Corinth, he said, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. What is he saying? There is one body in the church, and we are one body together. We're not individual parts outside, you know, doing our own thing. We are one. We are the body of Christ. And so as Deborah sings, she says, bless the Lord for teamwork. Truly praise God for the body of Christ, right? She's praising God for the Israelites coming together with them and fighting the the Canaanites. But I say praise God when the body of Christ comes together. When the body of Christ puts aside their flesh and their own desires and focuses in on that one common goal, and that's to reach people for Jesus Christ, I say praise God. Praise the Lord. When we get out of the way, Christ does amazing things. I'll never forget when we went up to check out a food bank up in Phoenix, and this food bank was hopping. I mean, there's people all over the place. And me and Dale were telling, we were like, man, this is awesome. And the guy pulls me aside and he goes, guess what we did? I said, what? Tell me what you did. He said, we got out of the way. We just let Jesus Christ do the work. But we are working together for that common goal of reaching others for Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And so here in in verses 1 through 3, we see the praises of the Israelites coming together, leadership and servants willingly coming and serving the Lord. Verse 4 through 5, we see uh, God is faithful. So let's pick up in verse 4. It says, Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens poured. The clouds also poured water. The mountains gushed before the Lord. This Sinai before the Lord God of Israel. So now uh, Deborah goes into her song, which I still don't know, see the beat in this thing, but maybe you guys do. She goes on and talks about the faithfulness of God, and she praises God's goodness to Israel. 
a common theme in the Bible for leaders, right? The praising God for his goodness. And God delivers. So why do we doubt when God is leading the charge? You guys ever find yourselves doubting? Like, man, what's going to happen here? I don't know if this is going to be able to take place. But if God's leading, then who can be against us, right? God is moving, and why do we doubt? If God's the focus, if God's number one, God's going to take care of it. Again, she's singing. God is faithful, and she is good to Israel. And David wrote a similar song in Psalm 68. He says in Psalm 68, verse 35, Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. God is awesome. You guys agree with that? God is awesome. And he gives strength and he gives his power to his people. Well, then the question comes, well, then how do I get that strength and how do I get that power? How do I become his people? Oh, I'm glad you asked because it tells us in John. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. You want to be a child of God? What do you need to do? Do some, a lot of good works? No. Are you sure? Is that what I read? I mean, no, it says believe in his name. Whose name? We're having Bible study. Whose name? Jesus, right? If you believe in his name, you will be a child of God. And guess what, you guys? The Lord takes care of his family. Amen? Amen, amen because you believe that, not because I said amen. Right. Praise God, right? So now we see she, she's praising God for uh, the teamwork in Israel. Then she praises God for his goodness to Israel. Now let's look at the days of what it looked like in Israel's days during the, the Canaanite rule in verses 6 and 7. It says, In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased... It ceased in until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. So here we see life in Israel. And in these two verses, we see the life that the Israelites were going through underneath this Canaanite rule. Guys, life ceased. The villages were dead. The roads were deserted. That is until Deborah came onto the scene. Until Deborah came onto the scene, there was, there was just, there was death. There was just no life going on in these villages. But she restored life in the villages by serving the Lord. And don't you know that Satan does the same thing as the Canaanites? What does he do? What do I mean by that? He comes in and he tries to kill you. He tries to put fear in our hearts so that we do what? I'm going to go in this closet. I'm going to hide. I'm going to go put the covers on because I'd rather not come out of my bed and face the problems that are, that are happening around me and trusting in the Lord, but I have this fear and I'm not going to come out. And the Canaanites installed this fear into the Israelites. They did not want to travel the roads because why? They didn't want to get killed. They didn't want to get persecuted. And same thing with the enemy. He installs this fear into our hearts and fear is crippling. 
Fear is crippling. But we cannot fall into that trap. Because fear takes a life out of a person. And that's exactly what Satan wants, isn't it? He wants to take the life out of you. The enemy wants us to hide. But according to God's word, though, in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, and of a sound mind. So is, it, is the fear coming from God? That's not what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but that of a sound mind, right? The people were lifeless until Deborah came. And you know what? The same thing is happening in our world today. People are lifeless until they have Jesus Christ in their life. They're lifeless. They're dead. But Jesus Christ, when he comes into one's life, he does what? He restores life. He restores life into their, their souls, and they're a new creation. They're born again. So here we see in the days, uh, Deborah was recalling that there was no life until the Lord used her to bring life to them as they, they challenged the Canaanites and won. Verse 8, though, we will see why was Israel lifeless, though, as well. They were fearful, but what else was going on? What got them to their fear and into the hands of the Canaanites? Verse 8 says, they chose new gods, little g. Uh, Then there was war in the gates, and not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. So what got them to their point? Well, if you remember, it was because they were falling back into false worship to false gods. And God is like, you're going to be handed over to them because you're not serving me. You're not following my ways. And so uh, here they fall into the hands of the Canaanites. They cry out and God is (laughs) gracious and merciful and he sends Deborah. You reap what you sow. They, Israelites, were pouring into these false gods and they were handed over to those who had those gods. The Canaanites took the Israelites' weapons so that they couldn't even fight back. I mean, she's re- recalling that there was no shield or spear among 40,000. The Canaanites took them all away. But God, again, being gracious that he is, raised up Deborah and Barak to come and to deliver Israel. Now, verses 9 through 27, we see that it is blessed, you're blessed to engage and curse if you don't engage. So let's read 9 through 27. It says this, My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offered themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. Speak, you who ride on the white donkeys, who sit in judges' attire, and who walk along the road. Verse 11, far from the noise of the archers among the watering places, there they shall recount the righteous acts of the Lord, the righteous acts for his villager in Israel. Then the people of the Lord shall go down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, sing a song, arise, Barak, and and lead your captives away, O son of Abinom. Verse 13, Then the survivors came down, the people against the nobles. The Lord came down for me against the mighty. 
From Ephraim were those whose roots were in Amalek, after you, Benjamin, with your peoples. From Makar, rulers came down, and from Zebulun, those who bear the recruiter's staff. Verse 15. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. As Issachar, so was Barak, sent into the valley under his command. Among the divisions of Reuben, there were great resolves of heart. Why did you sit among the sheepfolds? To hear the pipings for the flocks? The division of Reuben have great searchings of the heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. And why did Dan remain on the ships? Asher continued at the seashore and stayed by his inlets. Verse 18, Zebulun is a people who jeopardized their lives to the point of death. Naphtali also. On the heights on the, of the battlefield, the kings came and fought. Then the kings of Canaan fought in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no spoils of silver. They fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses fought against Sisera. The torrent of Kishon swept them away. The ancient torrent, the torrent of Kishon, O oh my soul, march in strength. Verse 22. Then the horse hooves pounded, the galloping, the galloping of his steeds. Curse Miraz, said the angel of the Lord. Cursed its inhabitants bitterly because they did not come to help of the Lord, to, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Woo, you know, so here we see that Deborah recalls the whole thing, again, the whole fight. And she goes and she calls the leaders, those who are willing to go. And going back to verse 1, right, or verse 2, where she says, bless the Lord for the leaders and those who are willing to go. Because did all go? No, they did not. There was only a few that were willing to go. They weren't ready to go fight. And, and I love how in verse 13, she recalls that the Lord came down for me against the mighty. Again, her focus was on who, you guys? God coming down to fight the battle. The battle was the Lord's, but she was faithful to God. And the people were willing to go with them to fight against the Canaanites. And God wants faithfulness and he wants willingness. And these two attributes are present. God does amazing things. When we are faithful and when we are willing, God does an amazing work. He does. And Deborah and Barak were faithful in leading in Israel. Ephraim, Benjamin, Machar, Zebulun, Ishakar, and Naphtali were willing. They were willing to fight. And again, don't you know that God uses the faithful? God uses those who are willing in the parable of the talents, you guys remember how Jesus explained? He said, here, I'm going to give this to you. You know, are you going to be faithful when what I give you? In fact, he said in Matthew 25, he said, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Guys, you look at those who are faithful. And it could be just simply something small that God has entrusted you with. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on Grace to the Hearers with Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Don't forget to join us next time as we continue our verse-by-verse -verse study through the book of Judges. 
Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of today's program, we'd like to make available to you a free copy of today's message. We can send you a copy of today's message on audio CD when you email us at info at grace to the That's info at grace to the Or you can listen to or download the message as originally recorded at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Just visit our website at www.gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. Again, we invite you to visit our website at gracetothehearers.com where we provide helpful information about our beliefs, service times, and a convenient map to our church if you're in the Coolidge, Arizona area and like to visit us. We would also like to encourage you to prayerfully consider donating to Grace to the Hearers. We are continuing to expand our outreach. A secure way to give is provided at gracetothehearers.com. Click on the Donate button. Grace to the Hearers is the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel, Coolidge. Please join us next time as we continue our study through the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers. 